So let's open it up with me, you know, introductions. I am Diesel, and if everybody out there listening, we'll go through everybody so you can associate a voice with a name. And this is Carnage. What's up, everybody? And the the man making this face, whatever drink he just made, which apparently wasn't very good, is uh, our esports talk, you know, hot talk guy here, Pink, who who's now choking on his own drink. It's very spicy. <laughs> It's a very spicy drink. <laughs> We're good. I, I just inhaled gasoline. It's fine. <laughs> Weird. I was not expecting it. We're starting off strong, apparently. By the yeah, we, if you're joining us in the chat and you are of age, feel free to grab yourself a brewski and join in with us. Uh, anyway, so uh, org news. Uh, we have started construction of the new tournament Discord. Uh, me and Sheepy are. And they're poking around at that, getting that set up right now. Once that is done, we will transfer teams over. And then we will start reconstructing uh, the current Discord to the community page that we want to do there. Uh, we are on the lookout for a somebody to take over as a community director to help uh, with that growth. So if you're interested in volunteering for that position, let us know. Um, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I've got five years. Hey. By, by I nominate me. Hey. Pink is a good guy for that. I, you know, Pink, if you're if you're uh, if you want to take that on, we we might just we might talk about what we're planning <sighs> when you actually have time. Where where's do you have the time to do that? Or uh, we can talk about it later tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, OC news. Uh, this weekend's organized chaos is being moved to next weekend. Reason being, our producer and our head admin are going to be unavailable this week. Uh, and on top of that, we realized that if we did not shift the schedule a week, that Christmas and Halloween would fall on organized chaos weekends. And we were like, no, well, let's just shift it a weekend. And give you guys extra time to sign up uh, for next one. Uh, and you do realize that by shifting it, you now moved it from being Christmas to New Year's. I'm more okay with New Year's. Of course, we can always shift it again if we need to. That's okay. We we don't mind juggling it back and forth a little bit to make make it a, more accessible to the community. Uh, okay. With that being the case, oh, oh, there is one more thing with OC uh, news. Uh, so we're going to start doing a a play of the week every week on social media. Uh, we're going to go through the video submissions inside of Organized Chaos. We're going to pick out a video, and we are going to select a play of the week. And you will just have to check out the socials that we post to see if it was your play or not. So there you go. And with that being the case, that brings us over to uh, to our, our spicy desk with Pink. You, do you have anything on the spicy desk? Uh, do we want just more information on Overwatch players quitting uh, Overwatch to go to Valorant? Or do we want to talk about... Let's see. I'm looking at the page right now. There's honestly nothing really crazy that happened this week. Just more players, more professional players after observing... Or participating in the Overwatch 2 playtest um, for the Overwatch League have just actively decided to quit the game and move move to greener pastures. Um, it's very clear that uh, after these uh, these tests, the uh, players do not have any faith in Overwatch 2's success or 
lack thereof. Um, so that's just something to note. Gotcha. Is, play is, uh, <clears throat> is, is Super still on board with Overwatch too? Because he was talking pretty pretty gnarly about it, and I've been kind of following him a little bit on on his opinion about it. Um, he, I'm I am guaranteeing you that as or being as as an iconic player as Super, he is being paid to not quit. Like, he has this question. Mm-hmm. Is it so much as they don't have faith in the game or they don't see a place for them in the game? Uh, they don't have faith in the game. Um, a lot of the comments regarding Overwatch 2 um, was very much, it felt with the 5v5, it was, there was a lack of creativity and a lack of uh, when I say and when I say creativity, I'm not being like, oh, what's a roster you can do? Lack of retaking points, um, outmaneuvering your opponents. You know, tanks were the reason why groups could rotate safely. And now it it what it visually looks like and it feels like to the players, it is literally butting heads into pushing and seeing which player makes the mistake. It's like playing goats, like waiting for someone to make a mistake. Except there's no like. It just doesn't feel good. Like, and Overwatch was for six years now was designed to be a game that you could actively like create and come up with cool concepts, right? And like how yeah. to counter your opponent. But now you lose your front line. Like, what are you gonna do about that? Right. No, that makes sense. Um, a lot of what I've been hearing from the professional side is the opinion that. Uh, the tank line basically has become irrelevant, and the only thing that has relevance on the field at that point is who's got the better DPS. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is because uh, by removing that other tank, and they nerfed down the healers to where the healing is basically irrelevant with the amount of damage that's coming in because you don't have that other tank to absorb yeah. any damage. Uh, like, from from a perspective of professional industry like it like work and like how a league functions you don't remove the pitcher from a baseball game do you you don't replace them with a machine or you don't replace them at all it's a prime function tanks were a function blizzard did a really poor and like i'm i'm getting kind of uh, honestly tired of just like shitting on blizzard but it is their fault for lack of you know, yes, I mean, if you're going to use sports references, there is a clear, there is a clear, uh, you know, cross reference to another sport like hockey. There are clear instances where they pulled a goalie, which has a purpose for a for you know, you, you pull the goalie, put another skater in to give you a, a, a one man advantage on the skates. Yes, you're uh, leaving your net wide open. So, I mean. Is there a possibility that some change? I mean, we talk about the nerfs that they made to the sports, but it's still a work in progress. You know, we don't know what the final outlook is going to be. Blizzard has a incredible track record, incredible track record of never going back on their things. Like this is what happened when they introduced roll queue. The problem was solved. Like in Shanghai Dragons, the team that constantly lost proved that Goats was no longer invincible. The balance was made, and you could actively counter goats. And it wasn't like, oh, you had to do this. It's that it wasn't as strong as it, people think it was. 
And then Blizzard said, oh, we already made the announcement. We can't change that. And so I guarantee you Blizzard is not going to go back on their word. They're going to follow through with it because they're so headstrong into, you know, saying we are going to... We're going to do it. We're going to make the game how we think, regardless of how irresponsible these decisions are. Yeah. And that's... That's never a way to go, uh, but you have to listen to your player base. Uh, and you know what? Like I, I got a little bit of a hot take on it. I feel like Blizzard listened to. I feel like they listened to the pro pro circuit too much, and they didn't listen to no. the average player enough. No, they ne- they didn't. That's the thing. No. Oh, for the longest time, play like the competitive scene didn't had no impact. They they did not talk to their pro players. They did not communicate with high tier players. The o- you want to know the only time as someone that was a part of this, you want to know the only time that they ever actively like talked to their high tier competitive base was play tests. And you were fortunate enough if you lived near Irvine in California, which I was, you got to t- play test characters. And that was the only decision, the only comment that any high tier player could make was, "How does this character feel?" And I, and like for context, I did Moira. Like, it, it's something to think about. They did character balance, but you know, it, it, they never listened. They never listened to the competitive scene. They never followed through with their players that actually had a good voice that you could rely on to give them good advice. And, you know, that's the mistake that. No other developer makes. No one makes that a mistake. Who makes that mistake? Just right that makes the mistake. No, they they listen. They look. They see all the problems. But Blizzard actively says we know better, and this has been like that since the launch of the game. Like there have been situations where the game has been, you know, horribly like unbalanced to where you had to play goats, right? And then there are times where the game felt pretty good, but in order to release a patch, they would make adjustments that felt terrible. I hated like, it so much. I like and for me, I enjoyed GOATS because it was it was work. It was not just like, oh, you could just play those characters and win. Like Jeff Kaplan had a lot to say about like playing GOATS. Because you could play GOATS, you can play the characters that are in GOATS, but you're not playing GOATS, right? Like you can play the three tank three support, but you're not playing goats. You're you're just playing the characters. You're bad. At, you could be bad at the characters. You're not playing goats. But you know, it, it's just they never they never listened to their balancing group. And even if they did now, like the game, it's it's too late. It's too late. They the game is so not the game for the amount of time it has taken since announcement of Overwatch two, and it, it literally just being a lighting engine change and introducing a single player story it is shocking that the game is not even like has an announcement like or like a release date right like what 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 is that that's so insane and if they're having so much struggles development wise in general how can you give them the benefit of the doubt how can you give them the benefit of the doubt saying that they're going to actively have a good competitive scene like it that's right. All the players yeah, work so hard to get where they are now, and yet they don't like they don't have any faith in the game that they've been playing for so long. 
That's why all the players are just like saying, oh, I'm going to go to a game that like is actively good. Like even I started playing Valorant. Like it it's like such a great game. Riot actively listens. Like what what are you going to do? You you have competitors like Blizzard's company does not acknowledge that they have competitors now. Like Final Fantasy 14 for the longest time they didn't consider that as a competitor. And yet now it's way larger than World of Warcraft because they mismanaged that entire program. So I 110% believe the players have no faith in the company. They have no faith in developers, and they do not have faith in the Overwatch League competitive team. They do not have faith that the game is going to actively be popular. Like, look at Overwatch now. They, <laughs> you, you can find Pokemon Unite as more popular than Overwatch on Twitch all the time. All the, all the content creators left... All the pro players streaming don't want to stream it anymore. It's not worth it for them. And even I then, think, I don't think you can use the comparison to Pokemon Unite because it's it's the new hot thing. It's kind of like New World. Old school RuneScape is more popular than Overwatch. I can I can use that, and I have evidence because I literally just looked. It there there are so many ways for you to be like, what's wrong with Overwatch? It. It's been mismanaged. It's like imagine as a project, the project has been mismanaged by a project manager for, for so long, without the company recognizing that it's been mismanaged. You know, it, it does it sucks that did, did it suck that we had a like a like a pandemic and everything got fucked up? Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't give the company an excuse in comparison to other companies. Well, you know, speaking of uh, mismanagement, did you guys hear Fortnite wants to make a movie? Yeah, I you, you know what? <laughs> I got, I got, I got a comment on it. You know, like we're getting a Mario movie, and Fortnite's getting magic cards. Like, I, I, you, I can't escape. And like for me, as someone who like is a league commissioner for a bunch of esports teams, you want to know how many teams I have? I've got four teams. Guess how many of those teams are Fortnite teams? Four, three, three. Shockingly, <laughs> one of them is a Valorant team, which I'm super excited about, but. I have I'm a league commissioner for three Fortnite teams and I'm just like Yeah. But you know we're we're hoping we're hoping Pink's company never sees that. <laughs> no no no. I, I, I made that comment before. It's a lot it's it, it, my the franchise owner was laughing at me. But you have to think about it this way. When you're looking at companies that are coming out of post, like we've been and I keep saying like we're coming out of we're coming out of COVID. We've been into a new world for a while now. And you're looking at Blizzard that like you see all these different lawsuits, all these different things coming out. All these other companies have gone through that. And that's not to say, oh, Blizzard should have just sort of learned how they approach it. No, all these companies had a lot of roadblocks on the way. It's just that Blizzard had made so many roadblocks. It was, it was, they were literally tucking all the dust and dirt under the bed. And then when the bed just like got moved, it exploded because you weren't cleaning, you were just hiding it, right? You're, it's like it's like when you have guests over and you want to hide things you don't want to really clean. Like, that's what's happening. With but, Blizzard uh, development, with, like with Blizzard development, you're looking at a situation where they're looking for that Blizzard polish while competing with... Wish. Yeah, with Final Fantasy, Fortnite, and now Apex Legends! Like, Apex Legends is larger than Call of Duty! Like, 
I, that blows my mind. It is organically larger than Call of Duty. And that's insane to me. As someone that like was a part of the Apex movement when it first launched and saw how like inorganic it was, now with all the anti cheat or all the cheating issues on Call of Duty, like whoa, it, it's insane how mismanaged every single project has been at Blizzard Activision Blizzard. Like you can look at every single project and you see how it's been mismanaged. Diablo Immortal, Call of Duty Warzone, Overwatch Two, Hearthstone. World of Warcraft, every single project has so many issues because they said, you, we know best, even though they could be new individuals, they could be people that were a part, were, were, and that's a key word, I want to make very clear here, they yeah. were a part of the game, they were a part of the community, but they went so far down the like down the rabbit hole of being a corporation that they got disconnected. That's, you, you just nailed exactly what I, what I was going to say. They went down the corporation track, the money hungry track. And, and I will tie this into things that Carnage has said time and time and time and time again. The original people that were the magic of this company are gone. They moved on to greener pastures. Like, I, yeah. if you went to me 10 years ago and said, Chris Metzen is going to leave Blizzard and make a Warhammer area, like a Warhammer garage in Irvine, I'd be like, what? No, like he not only he not only made a garage, he made an entire company called Warhammer. But like, like, like you know, like you know what I mean. It's it's just like all these all these big names left the company, and not only did they leave the company out of like they they didn't leave the company seeking seeking new horizons. A couple like potentially behind the scenes, they left out of protest. Like that's insane. Mm. You're looking at a group that's that built up a company. Excuse me. They built up a company that was like their child, and that's what fresh out of college they built up Activision Blizzard, or was it Sierra Entertainment that turned into Blizzard? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And they lost Vikings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More they, than those guys literally built built the games. They in built the garage. it. Chris Metzen wrote the story. Like all these different people were a part of it at the launch, and they said, "I can't stand this anymore. It breaks my heart," and they left. Like, it, it is so sad to see from an outside perspective because it was the way I joined the gaming and esports industry was was a part of the communities that I yeah. was a part of. And, like, being a part of World of Warcraft and seeing all, like, all the heartbreak and everything that, like, happened, I canceled my subscription that I had active since 2007. I just heard. thought of something. I just yeah. thought of something. We are officially eight days away from the six-month anniversary of Jeff Kaplan resigning from Blizzard. How, how many? Like, how long? Eight days from being six months exactly. He resigned on April the 20th. October okay. the 20th will be six months to the day. Okay. So I'm waiting. We, Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, we need to be on the but, lookout for any Jeff Kaplan news. But yeah, let's, they, let's let's also move into our, our other segments because we are we are we're twenty minutes in. And we're still I, I went on I went on a rant. It, it was my okay. once a month okay. rant. It was, it was okay. my once a month rant. That spicy drink fired him up. It did. That spicy drink got him rolling. He was just like, "Oh, let me tell you about it." <laughs> That's okay. It, it's just like a lot a lot of stuff I do now. Like I spent like um like two months now doing like project management, and so like seeing all the stuff from a project management perspective, oh, I'm just yeah. like. I have no, six months of experience, and you probably have like decades. And I'm just like, how could you fuck up this bad? Like yeah. it's insane. 
so something we've covered uh, for those of you joining us uh, this week and that that are new, uh, we've been covering a, a new uh, law in China where they are limiting uh, youth, so anybody under eighteen years of age over there, uh, to three hours per week of online gaming. Uh, and we've talked about we've had we've had the opinions that there will not be any rebellion, there will be a rebellion uh, from the youth, uh, and and we all this and the other, but. Uh, it turns out there is going to be a rebellion. Um, the the kids the kids did decide that they were going to try to find ways to circumvent this, uh, and so they're they're trying to right now China is trying to close the loopholes that they're getting them by with it, uh, and we're seeing how that's going. But the the thing is, the reason it's a big deal is because China is one quarter of the global gaming market. That wait, on, only one quarter? That that is the numbers I have received is twenty five percent or one quarter. I would have honestly said like one third. But I funny enough, I actually worked on this article. Um yeah, it it's a big thing right now is that a lot of the kids are trying to find loopholes. There's account selling, account trading, um a lot of things going on in China and the Chinese government is currently in the process of looking into shutting all that down. Um it is again, like from a perspective of someone that really likes looking at esports and gaming development in regions that are like really intense and are part of the scene. It is really depressing to see that they've limited such a heavy. They they have an impact on the competitive scene, like the a major one. China won worlds. They won the Legends worlds. Like it was, it came out of nowhere. It used to be Chinese, like the Chinese teams were a joke. Like they weren't good, and then suddenly out of nowhere they came in and won worlds. Like you're limiting so much talent. Like AI won the Overwatch World Championship. There's there is no evidence to to say that video games causes the problem. It's the parents. Like like raise your kid right. Look at me. I wound up okay. Like I've been in the esports industry for 13 years. My parents limited my gaming. I didn't need the government to say, "Oh, I'm limited to three hours a week." No, my parents just were responsible. Like, it's mind It's mind blowing. They just killed an industry in China, and it's insane because they had ten cents in China. Like, it, it mind blowing. Sorry, it. it yeah. I had this. Well, I, had this they, I had this. I had this rant like earlier. They've this taken. Week. Yeah, they took their own like economical, uh, you know, standing in that market, which was substantial, and and trashed it. Uh, insane. So I, I don't I don't understand that decision making. If I were the Chinese government, I would be like, "What? No, you you look what you say. Like you take care of it. It's your house. It's your kids." Like, yeah, but you got to remember, we're looking at it from a you know a dem- democratic. You I'm, know, I'm looking at it from a financial standpoint, uh, right? But we're looking at it from a capitalist mentality. They're looking at it through a socialist mentality. I, don't know, so, man. I, I would argue, name me a government that's government, not capitalist at heart. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying the government in China is very much, we tell you how to raise your family, how to control your family, what you can and can't do. So the government stepping in and doing this is the same as the parent stepping in and doing this. Because, I mean... Well, what, I, I, I wonder the what they're... Kinda, I wonder what they're going to do to the kids. They find like breaking the loopholes on the. And that's the scary part. It it's just 
a lot of these kids are playing games. They're, you know, they're, China has a lot of things where they ban specific games. And so a lot of these kids are playing esports titles to compete, and now it's completely limited. I don't want these kids disappearing or getting in trouble because they're passionate about things. Like, that's what exactly I do. I'm, I'm in charge of an esports league for kids that are passionate about esports. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it absolutely breaks my heart. You know, like it can be, and it can be a serious problem. Oh, and and you know, don't don't let it be said. I don't support my favorite streamers, right? Like this is a this is a streamer merch. One of one of my favorite guys. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I'll be honest just with you, so I don't insane. think it's going to stop with China. I think I think China is the first one to do it. I think you're going to see Korea follow suit. And then I think it's going to start rolling out into the Western countries. And it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do something like that here in the U.S. Oh, I, I will say I do not think that'll actually happen. I I, like with the U.S., I do not think that'll actually happen. You already have, you already have it where schools with the eSports programs will not allow any kind of games that have a gun in them. Let's school. Counter argument. Counter argument. We just closed a deal with a Lutheran school in California to run fifteen Fortnite uh, players uh, for not, trios. I, I. It's not. How is that a counter argument? I'm not saying all schools are. I said some schools are doing it that way. So but people are becoming. Already, people are becoming more and more open to the concept that maybe games with guns are not actually the issue, and it's the environment that they grow up in. Let me ask you this question. The schools that you just closed that deal with, are they publicly funded schools? No, they're Lutheran. Exactly. Publicly funded schools that are funded by the governments are not allowing any kind of violent games into the schools. I mean... There's the problem. I mean, it's I'm okay with the public schools not like being a part of that. You know, it, it's one of the situations where you look at the private schools and they say, like, the, I would say the public schools are the more hard-ass groups, you know? Like, I, like imagine a religious school saying yes to Fortnite. That, that blew my mind. And so, you know, a lot of these public schools, if, if a public school actually has, like, um, esports in mind, then I'm totally down to, like, work with them, but, you know. Yeah, but when they're right. limited to games like Humblestone, you know, where it's basically like a brick-breaking type game, then, you know, that's not esports. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these schools are actively having support from, like, internally. And so, a lot of times, I can say, oh, we as a group went to this Lutheran school and like convinced them. We don't have to do that anymore. So, so Chad's chiming in says, "Plus Fortnite is made for kids, meaning you don't die, you get eliminated, so less violence." I mean, it still has a gun. If you can say Fortnite is for kids, but it's still the largest game in the world, well, like, you know, I think that's ir- uh, it's irresponsible to say. I think, honestly, it, it does boil down to the parents need to have a little bit more control. Um, but that's a topic for a whole different show. 
It, it it's an I would I will like say it right now. It's an invalid argument to say Fortnite is just made for kids. You know, like is there is there main population of players young children? Yeah. Is it, was it designed to be like oh it's a kitty game? Absolutely not. If you look at the environment, like it it's pop culture in general. The first season one had John Wick as a character you can earn. I don't really think that's a character for kids it's well, just and not only that but you also have like you've got deadpool that's been in the avenger or in the uh in fortnite you've got the avengers that are in it i mean it's you got star wars characters that have been in it i mean yeah i i agree it, with homie on this one it's, it's not made for kids but it is made so that kids can also play so yeah well yeah, yeah. It, it's it's, it's made to not be it's made to not be um, unapproachable. It's made to not be realistic. Right. Yeah. But and uh, yeah. I think that's the important thing to note is like, as someone that actively believes that Fortnite ruined the gaming and esports industry, like, you, you can't uh, just say Fortnite okay. is... Okay, Grubby, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with that, especially with the new movie just coming out and the, the yeah. popularity of I, that I, character. Everybody now knows who Carnage is. Yeah, I, I actually oh. heard two, two you know, younger individuals the other day talking about Carnage because of that new Venom movie. And, and to be honest with you, Carnage is actually one of the most popular characters of the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, Car- wait. Is someone arguing that Carnage isn't? Yeah, somebody like, said it, that Car- Frick Carnage is in it at the moment. I don't know a single kid who knows who Carnage is. Carnage is a skin in Fortnite now. Yeah, I mean, everyone that's knows. That's, that's what they're saying. They're, they're saying that's what that. they're saying is that nobody, you know, no kids know who Carnage. Trust me, kids know who Carnage is. But but it, you know what? Since since there's a really good opportunity for a segue, and I'm a sucker for a good opportunity for a segue. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, you know we were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, governments right a minute ago, and so all right, you're gonna get a laugh out of this, so it's worth it, right? You, do you remember when we covered uh, War Thunder the other week, and and there was a government document that got released by a player to prove a point about a tank design? Well, it happened again. By a different player. So there's a different War Thunder player that released a different set of classified documents just to prove an internet internet argument over War Thunder. That blows my mind. That doesn't blow my (laughs) mind at all. I I saw that article through the pipelines today at work, and I was like, you can't be fucking serious. No, they're dead serious. (laughs) It is the second time it's happened. That's the thing, is it happened twice! I'm gonna over, be dead honest. Over fucking War Thunder? Are yeah. you serious? I'm gonna be like, dead honest with you. Oh Nothing surprises me anymore. It it it, it was just mind blowing. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, War Thunder, another military leak. I'm just like, War Thunder. Yeah. The the airplane game. <laughs> the, yeah, the tank game. Like, I would be surprised if it was an argument for Battlefield 2042. I'd be like, okay. Sure, whatever. I don't care. But since it was for fucking War Thunder, and it was another one of those like like World of Battleships <laughs> or whatever fucking type of game, it's like yeah. it's a free to play game. Why are you having an argument that you leak actual legitimate military classified documents to win an art? Like it, it's the it's the most basic 
internet <laughs> argument of just like it'd be like going to Facebook and revealing some military secret to win an argument. I'm just like, look, people hmm. call me a Chad, but I don't think there is a Chad level that you can go past than getting charged for treason. To yeah, prove your I was, point. I was like, oh yeah, you know what? Just to beat this one, uh, to beat what is it? Fucking. User, I bet it would, they didn't even know each other. It was just a username. To beat this one username, I'm going to commit treason to the United States to win a fucking argument over the well, internet. The, the first that one I could I have just blocked one. And I don't know which government it was on this one, but I know the first one was I think it was Germany. I think it was Germany yeah. the first one? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But like, just like, just like, just like, think about that for a second. It's just like to win an internet argument, argument I'm going to be arrested under treason. Yeah. Like, I, I like you know, I grew up playing Xbox and Halo, and I get having an argument is pretty intense. But you know, I might as well go to, for go to jail for the rest of my life to win an argument against one person. I mean, I swear to God, is I, I just I wish I could make the the little fucking uh, you know the meme with the you know this level one hundred like Chad level one hundred. Oh my God, it's insane! I was like, bruh. It's getting crucial in War Thunder. <laughs> I've heard of wanting to prove a point, but it's taking a little too far. Right? Dear God. Like, why would you do that? I, I don't I mean, know. <sighs> it, right. it, it, it's mind-blowing. And, and So I know I've got at least one New World player uh, running around in chat here, too. So let's talk some New World news, right? The, the new meta in New World for wars is to get your player uh, your players on the opposite team banned before the war. Mass reporting! I did this article too today! Did you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hilarious to see a um, game that could have easily learned from literally the multiple decades that World Warcraft and other MMOs have been around to potentially look at their PvP scene and say how can we prevent abuses of our systems? Oh, sorry, Jeff Bezos. You weren't paying attention. We were trying to build your penis rocket. Um, you know, <laughs> like, hey, the world exists. I know you're trying to leave oh, it with, um, like, with that rocket, but you like, come on, like, and like, and that's a joke for everyone listening. It's it's literally just a joke. Um, but you know, it is one of the situations where you know examples exist where you can learn from the mistakes of other groups. You know. If you report players an insane amount, the system will all, your systems will automatically yeah. ban the player. But you have to look at it from a perspective of if it's a PvP strategy, it's not the first time this kind of situation has existed. Like, come on. It's not unique to New World. It's been a situation for all MMOs. Yep. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, I know, like, it's still a new game. It's still a new game. They just released it. It's got some shit they got to fix, sure. But I hope that they will go back and retroactively take action against the accounts that did this shit. Mm -hmm. You don't think they will? Not yet. Yeah. Nope. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, at least if you're going to ban a player, let us have the Amazon policy where you can recommend another player similar to that one. You know, that way we don't lose wars over it. Mm -hmm. 
don't know. Like, there's no, there's no excuse there. There's no excuse. You know, on a, on a fun note, uh, on a personal note, I, I did have the opportunity um, yesterday to command my first war in New World. Uh, that was it. Was a pretty fun experience. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. We we did take the L because our uh, our siege team was a little lacking, uh, and our siege equipment was a little lacking uh, also. But uh, uh, you know, it's hilarious whenever you tell your siege team to set up with cover so that they don't get demolished. And the first thing they do is instead of setting up with cover, they set up in the actual middle of a roadway in plain view of everybody forever and just get bombarded into dust. And then they wonder, they, they go, well, I've taken so much damage, I don't know what I can do. Like, why did you set up a billboard where where your siege engine is? Saying, shoot here. Yep. You know, like, I, I'm actively, like, right now for myself, I'm actively waiting to, like, actually join New World and, like, play. Um, my girlfriend is heavily addicted to MMOs, and so she just played New World you guys got the to come to Roaring Hanga. You gotta come to West Roaring Hanga. I promised my friend I'd play Final Fantasy. And so, like, I'm making a choice between either game... But you know, I know, I know. Other companies are doing a great job at creating these, like, literally new worlds and working on, you know, creating an inclusive environment that people are actually enjoying. Like, don't, don't let these like other groups say, "Oh, we know better." Blizzard says that, and look where they are now. I, that's one thing I, was, I, will, I will still say for Amazon that they continually have a a submission thing where you can submit feedback at any time in the game about anything, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they really listened to the players during that beta launch. Uh, very hardcore, like they asked you every time you logged out of the game about your experience immediately as you're logging out. So uh, they were they were hard listening to the player base. And, and, I mean, the evidence speaks for itself. Like, l- look at how many concurrent players uh, they had on Steam on release week. I mean, it was almost a million players. I mean, yeah. But again, again it's a no, new shiny toy. Sure, sure. But, but there's a lot of new shiny toys that didn't have those numbers. That's the thing. It's And this is what I really like actually looking at it from research-wise. It's the new shiny thing, but it's an MMO. Right. And that's a big deal in 2021. Because, oh, you know, yeah. like, back in the day when social media didn't really exist, World of Warcraft was big because it was a social platform. But you look at 2021 and say, oh, it's okay to, like, release an MMO. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's wild that someone actively made the decision to do that. Like, you know, yeah. like, how... I well, like, I mean, the MMO market has been so fucking dry for so long. Like, oh yeah, it's been dry, it's been dry for a while because World of Warcraft had such a monopoly on it. Yeah, they had a story, they had a platform, they had a community, I mean, what, and they completely they completely betrayed the community. But it, it it's one of the situations where you look at 
a company and say, how can you really easily fuck up your interaction with your community and your player base? Like that, like that's why you look at Blizzard. You look at Blizzard Activision and say, how can I really wreck my like interaction with my community and ruin all our financial like revenue for the next two years off of World of Warcraft alone? Like they they didn't they felt so on top of the world they became arrogant. Like that's how I would like classify is that that Blizzard became so arrogant that they said, oh, we're undefeatable. Except you hadn't listened to or you didn't listen to the community for the past three to four years. And so the community went to greener pastures to groups that listened and accepted them. Uh Carnage, you were looking like you had some input in there. No, I'm just I'm just thinking. I I I'm of that group of players. Who still believe Blizzard can turn things around? I, I yeah. hope they can. I still I, believe that it's Blizzard. You never count them out until the doors are locked, chained, and the building is on fire. I'm just worried the doors closed a while ago. I hope you're right. Um, and I would love to see them turn it around. Uh, there is one of the little, little small side note of news uh, with New World. They did push back uh, the character transfers that they were promising to do. Um, they said they were having some issues they needed to work out on it, so, that, so they did push that back. Um, and I'm, uh, <laughs> You okay there, Pink? You get some spicy spice? He's giving us a thumbs up, guys. Spicy. He got some spicy spice. So, uh, Nintendo is angry about copyright again. Um... Imagine that, uh, because Metroid Dread is running on simulators, and Nintendo is already like trying to take down all the videos of showing it and things like that, because they are angry their their stuff is getting ripped off. Um, I don't blame them for being angry their stuff is getting ripped off, but they are fighting that fight on way too many fronts, and, they, and I don't think they have the money to keep that up, even as Nintendo. I mean, uh, yeah, I came across an article about a Nintendo uh, property that actually surprised me. Um, apparently, the uh, the head of the Pokemon like studios or whatever, they're now partnering <clears throat> up with Universal Studios to build a Pokemon theme park in Japan. I, I was very. That, they, I thought they've been working on that a while. Apparently, this it, is going to be Nintendo a, World. Yeah, they made Nintendo World. This is a Pokemon exclusive. Park. Oh, oh, oh! Like totally. Uh, okay. Uh, which is uh, there which goes is, my rent. Which <laughs> is surprising to me that Nintendo is allowing Universal Studios to get their fingers involved with something. How much do you um, want to bet that there will be exclusive Pokemon you can only find in that park for like Pokemon Go? Oh, one hundred percent. Well, so Nintendo Land is horrifically popular like it's insanely popular and so i am honestly not surprised that um they're doing a pokemon world like a it it would be a it'd be insane or i would be business-wise it'd be irresponsible for such a group to not have a pokemon world I mean, and, and there's the contrast. Nintendo's opening up new theme parks while Sega's shutting down iconic locations. Like, yeah. 
That's it's sad to see. Like I I liked Sega in my childhood. It was a great uh great influence. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog and and like all those great Sega Genesis games, like Altered Beast and stuff. Man, I love them so much. Um, however, uh, this is also um. Uh, an article I liked. It came from Kotaku. It's the Battle of the Betas, and this is one that Pink is going to love because it was Halo Infinite Beta versus Battlefield 2042 Beta. I play both, so I got opinions on both. This after you divulge. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, Battlefield was fucking boring. Um, really? Why? And, and this this is as someone that like played Battlefield since the first Bad Company. Um. It, I, it I, have a reason, I have a reason why I felt like it was more boring, and, and I do agree with you that compared to Halo Infinite uh, beta trailers and things like that I've seen, Halo Infinite just looks better. Um, um, yeah. The gunplay on both looks amazing, and the sounds and the textures and the graphics on both of those games look amazing. Uh, and that's, that's something that's important to note, is I'm not being like, oh, Battlefield's bad. It's like, to me, like I get it, it's a beta. It's not the complete game, but at the same time, the maps were too big. Um, it, when, you, when you look at an open-world type of game, and I'm not saying Battlefield's an open-world game, but when you look at an open-world game, you can create a map compared to Skyrim, but what is it filled with? What is the purpose? And the, a lot of times during my time in the Battlefield beta... Yeah, I can see the purpose of it in the game like PUBG, right? Yeah. But but not like... Uh, not I like felt like I was battle. running everywhere. I was running, I was sprinting, and it wasn't even like, oh, I'm repositioning for a shot. It 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 just felt so disconnected. When I played Battlefield 3, like, insane amount of time, it it you the maps were so big, regardless of how many, like, if they up the player count to 64 versus 64... It didn't feel like that. I couldn't. I could barely find players unless it was like, oh, players are taking a point. I would spawn on that point and I'd kill everyone. It didn't feel like there were sixty-four players. It the map size was made to feel like it should have been one hundred twenty-eight versus one hundred twenty-eight. Like the maps are so big and they're so empty. It's a lot of running, finding a position, and seeing if it was the correct position. Right. E- even even the vehicle gameplay didn't feel great because. There were so many ways to remove all the aerial vehicles. Either you had the helicopters or the jets knocking out other vehicles out of the sky, or everyone on the ground had a rocket. And even then, you want to know? You want to know what happened? I got to the point where every single one of my matches had some hacker, some cheater, in a helicopter that was teleporting across the map with aimbot. That like literally, I would be in a jet and I would see a helicopter teleporting all over the place. From yeah. from objective to objective with aimbots, like multiple cheaters inside one game, inside one helicopter. I even know how much these cheats cost because I reported on it. It was three dollars for beta cheats. Wow. The anti cheat software, the anti cheat software that EA had was already broken. It took Damn. them a day. It took them a day to beat this system. All right, the well, easy anti-cheat did not, like, like, it was so bad. So cheaters aside, if I'm putting that aside, right, because I, yes, the game has some control over that, but you also can't control other people's intentions, right? Like, so so with that aside, and granted, I agree that they should have that handled to a point where a $3 fucking hack can't take care of it. Um, 
But that aside, uh, just the quality of the game itself, for me, Halo Infinite won this fight because of the guns. The guns. The guns, the guns, the guns. And and what I mean by this is like, all right, so Battlefield, right? You got bullets. That's it. That's what you got. But in Halo Infinite, I can grab like, you know, my needle or whatever, and I can fucking run you down in an explosion of, oh my fucking God, pretty. And watch you die. (laughs) Let me ask this question. Yeah. Do you think that Halo is going to be held back by the fact that it is an Xbox exclusive? It's not an Xbox exclusive. No, it's, it's not, not anymore. It's, it's on PC. Okay. No, I I played Halo Infinite on PC and I had my gripes about it when it came to like crossplay and the controller aim assist was so like the controller aim assist was ten times worse than Apex Legends. Like if you didn't play the controller, like you couldn't win a game. Okay, but, I just I. I'm so used to Halo being an Xbox exclusive, and uh, understand. So I was, yeah, you know, I was just wondering if that, that was gonna, you know, kind of hold it back from stat- market saturation compared right. to Battlefield. The but- only Halo game now that is Xbox exclusive is Halo Five Guardians. That is the only Xbox exclusive now. Keep in mind that Microsoft just opened up their Xbox Game Pass onto PC as well. So yep. they're starting to really cross-platform a lot of things. No. I just downloaded um, Back for Blood today because I, I'm a part of the Ultimate Game Pass, so like I have access to everything. And so like it, they are really saying, oh, our console's shit. Consoles are shit. Everyone's doing PC, and they're really supporting it now. Uh, and by the way, I know I know people that were looking at the discussion list this week were also uh, wondering about the, you know, uh, our guy that was coming in as a guest speaker from uh, Game and Barn uh, slash Game Exchange, which is uh, Game Exchange is kind of a, a similar store to the old school GameStop in a way. Uh, but don't worry, uh, they're just rescheduling with us. They're they're still looking to come forward and you know come on and talk about things like that on the podcast. Um, let's see here, Man, we're getting close to our hour. I mean, we can go past hour. That's no big deal. But we're close well, to our don't hour. forget, don't forget, Pink has to leave at the hour. And true, true, true. Um, so let's, let's see if we can skim through a few of the last things here that we've got on the list. Um, so Edio Studios, this is an interesting one. Um, they have decided to completely change the entire culture of their company, uh, involving how game development, uh, staff are treated. Uh, you know, it's, it's been universally known that game development staff are super overworked, super pressured. Um, if I'm being frank, you know, there's even been a culture where it's been said that like a lot of game devs resort to using drugs just to work the hours they have to work to get these games out on time. Uh, but this game company, Edio Studios, is pulling back to a four-day work week for their uh, their game devs and, and really pulling the plug on that high pressure that have been put on game devs in the past. I'm going to uh, be honest with you. I think you're going to start seeing the four-day work week be a very predominant thing. That, I, would I feel like that would be a good shit. I feel like it'd be a good shit. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I could get my company to switch to four days, man, I'd be in heaven. Well, most, like, I think I'll, most people would, would would like to be less overworked and and still. Well, work. I think I think that's one of the you know you know it's hard to say anything good could come out of this whole pandemic situation. 
But I think that's one of the things that companies are realizing is that their employees can work less hours in house. Right. And it's going to, not only is it going to save them money on facilities, it's going to improve employee mental health, physical health, because they don't have to worry about getting up and fighting traffic. They ain't got to worry about if they got gas to get to work. They ain't got to worry about, you know, somebody to watch their kids. Well, there's been studies throughout for, for a long, long, long time that shows that working less hours actually, instead of the longer hours that we're accustomed to in our, in our culture, uh, improves the quality of the work. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know many people who wouldn't work an extra two hours a day for four days and have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. That's you know it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, so I work at Esports Talk, which is based out of Vegas, and so Nevada law is different than California. I everyone at the office works will work um, like ten hour days. I can't do that. Why? Um, because I live in California. What's that got to do with anything? mandate. Uh, I it, it's one of those situations where I'm not allowed in California to work more than eight hours without overtime. <laughs> and so, if I work more than eight hours, I get paid overtime regardless of how many days in the week I work. That's crazy. And I and I used to work like that. I used to work like nine or ten hour days and I have like Fridays be a half day and I was fucking thrilled about that. I'd wake up at seven thirty clock in, clock out at five, and I'd have Friday I'd be off at eleven thirty. And I was like, ah, I love it. And I had our human HR person basically be like, You can't do that anymore. You live in California. Get fucked kid. I'm just like <laughs> I used to have a job where we would literally we work four days a week. And Monday, Tuesday, we'd work 10 hours on a day on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, they told us that we weren't allowed to have overtime. So mm. what we started doing is we'd work until like, we'd work like 12 hours a day on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then we'd go into work for four hours on Thursday and go home. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, let me, let me scoot through. Cause we got a few minutes left. Let me scoot through these last few things. Uh, Pokemon Unite players found out that you can swap platforms at any point between mobile and the Switch. So that's pretty uh-huh. interesting. They get to do that. Uh, the next Far Cry game is slated to be online. And, uh, and we can even like try to expand on this. Like, you know what? If you can find some spicy stuff about this next week, um, that would be awesome. And, uh, Jim Ryan of PlayStation, uh, had a fireside chat talking about how frustrated he is with the market penetration that PlayStation is getting right now. Uh, so those would be some interesting things. Maybe we could follow up more on those uh, in the coming week. Um, uh, one thing that you didn't find today, uh, Joe Shelley, who was the design lead on Diablo 4, has been promoted to the game director. Yeah, hmm. so. yeah we have also haven't got a chance to talk about how big of a flop Diablo 2 Resurrected is. But <laughs> yeah, they're having a lot of server hey, issues. Just because they had the same issues as Diablo three at launch. Imagine. You know, Error thirty seven. Imagine not learning the first time. Error thirty seven. Anyway, 
So for those of you that are that have uh, hung out with us throughout the podcast, we appreciate you. Go buy our merchandise. We have Gamer Grind Coffee. We have Mixed and Rogue Energy Drinks. All of this stuff is down below in the channel. Uh, and you can see uh, all sorts of merchandise links that are popping up in the chat there for Stream Elements uh, for our Organized Chaos merch for uh, our tournament that we do uh, bi-weekly. <coughs> so we appreciate you guys coming in and being a part of the show. Uh, anybody got any closing stuff they want to say? Play Valorant, play Apex, don't play Overwatch. I'm going to go play Overwatch. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want my Halloween skins, not going to lie. I'm still, I'm still a Halloween skin kind of guy. I, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to say this. I will always and forever be a Blizzard fan, and I'm not going to hold the games responsible for the actions of some people who mm, at one point had their hand on the game. It's that they're, they don't define the game for me. The community defines the game for me. The friends that I've made over the years playing Blizzard games defines the game for me, and I won't give that up. You know, I, I, I won't support them with new titles, possibly, but the titles that I've already paid for and I enjoy playing with my friends, I'm still going to play. Hey, I, I understand. And you know what? I, I feel you. I feel like the, the, the counter argument a lot of people are going to have is they can take those friends and go play other games. Uh, but I feel you. And, and that's why we have these talks is so that we can discuss all the sides of things like that. And you know what? We enjoy everybody that comes in and listens to us talk about all the sides of things like that, both here and on Spotify, wherever you're tuning in from. We appreciate you so much. Drop us some love where you can. And we will see you next week. Later. Later.